Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com to another blog and to another podcast. Today we continue our study of the book of Genesis. We're in chapter 11, verses 10 through 26, which reads, This is the genealogy of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and begot Arphaxad, two years after the flood. After he begot Arphaxad, Shem lived 500 years and begot sons and daughters. Arphaxad lived 35 years and begot Selah. After he begot Selah, Arphaxad lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. Selah lived 30 years and begot Eber. After he begot Eber, Selah lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. Eber lived 34 years and begot Peleg. After he begot Peleg, Eber lived 430 years and begot sons and daughters. Peleg lived 30 years and begot Ru. After he begot Ru, Peleg lived 209 years and begot sons and daughters. Ru lived 32 years and begot Serug. After he begot Serug, Ru lived 200 and seven years, and begot sons and daughters. Serug lived 30 years and begot Nahor. After he begot Nahor, Serug lived 200 years and begot sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years and begot Terah. After he begot Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and begot sons and daughters. Now Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. That's Genesis chapter 11, verses 10 through 26. Today we return to our study of Genesis chapter 11, where we are only 100 years after the flood, and sinful man has forgotten the lessons learned from the flood. One thing is for sure, it is only the grace of God that changes the heart of a sinner. Not long after the flood, sinful man traveled to Babylon, which means confusion. Such is the destination of the life not guided by the God of the Bible. With man's move to Babylon, the world moved ever increasingly away from God. Man's continuing move away from God galvanized his resolve against God to the point that he defied him openly by building the Tower of Babel. In response, God did what was necessary to halt man's destructive move away from him. He limited man's ability to bring together his efforts to destroy himself. In today's passage, God takes us back to a date before the Tower of Babel to list the line of Shem. Although God had given us a more detailed listing of Shem's lineage in Genesis 10, Here in this chapter, God hones in on Shem's lineage in order to continue to show us how Shem's line led us to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verses 10 and 11 of today's passage, we read, This is the genealogy of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and begot Arphaxad, two years after the flood. After he begot Arphaxad, Shem lived 500 years and begot sons and daughters. This is now the fifth genealogy that the Bible has given us thus far. 
The flood ended in the year 1657. And so Shem was 100 years old in the year 1659, when his son, Arphaxad, was born. After Arphaxad was born, Shem lived 500 years, and so he died in the year 2159. In verses 12 and 13 of today's passage, we read, Arphaxad lived 35 years and begot Selah. After he begot Selah, Arphaxad lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. Arphaxad was born in the year 1659, and he had Selah in the year 1694. Arphaxad died in the year 2097 at 430 years of age. In verses 14 and 15 of today's passage, we read, Selah lived 30 years and begot Eber. After he begot Eber, Selah lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. Selah was born in the year 1694, and he had Eber in the year 1724. Selah died in the year 2127 at 463 years of age. In verses 16 and 17 of today's passage, we read, Eber lived 34 years and begot Peleg. After he begot Peleg, Eber lived 430 years and begot sons and daughters. Eber was born in the year 1724, and he had his son Peleg in the year 1758. Eber died in the year 2188 at 464 years of age. He is the last person who would live to be more than 450 years of age. And in fact, he is the last one who would ever live beyond 300 years. Man's years drop quickly after the flood. Interestingly, Eber means one from beyond, or he who crossed over. It is from Eber that we get the term Hebrew. Eber was alive at the time of the division of the languages, and he certainly was the father of the family line that maintained the original language of the earth, which we call Hebrew today. Since his name means he who crossed over, and it's recorded that his descendants lived in Ur, which is on the opposite side of the Euphrates from Babylon, it's probably that he and several generations of his descendants moved away from Babylon to Ur sometime after the time of the Tower of Babel. In Genesis 14, we will see the word Hebrew used for the first time in the Bible when speaking of Abraham, who was the man who crossed over the Euphrates and away from the area of Babel. In Joshua 24, verse 2, we read of Abraham's father who lived on the other side of the Euphrates, and worshipped other gods. In verses 18 and 19 of today's passage, we read, Peleg lived 30 years and begot Ru. After he begot Ru, Peleg lived 209 years and begot sons and daughters. Peleg was born in the year 1758, and he had Ru in the year 1788. Peleg died in the year 1997 at 239 years of age. He died 191 years before his father Eber, 
and nine years before his great-great-great-grandfather, Noah. Peleg is the last person in this line of Shem who is mentioned in the generations of the sons of Noah in Genesis chapter 10. He was listed with his brother Joktan, and Joktan's sons were mentioned, but not Peleg's. Joktan is no longer relevant to the story, and so this line in Genesis 11 focuses on Peleg and those who come after him. It is he, Peleg, not Joktan, who is the ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verses 20 and 21 of today's passage, we read, Ru lived 32 years and begot Serug. After he begot Serug, Ru lived 207 years and begot sons and daughters. Ru was born in the year 1788, and he had his son Serug in the year 1820. Ru died in the year 2027 at 239 years of age. In verses 22 and 23 of today's passage, we read, Serug lived 30 years and begot Nahor. After he begot Nahor, Serug lived 200 years and begot sons and daughters. Serug was born in the year 1820, and he had his son Nahor in the year 1850. Serug died in the year 2050 at 230 years of age. In verses 24 and 25 of today's passage, we read, Nahor lived 29 years and begot Terah. After he begot Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and begot sons and daughters. Nahor was born in the year 1850. He had his son Terah in the year 1879. Nahor died in the year 1998 at the age of 148. This was 22 years before his father Serug and eight years before his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Noah. Noah was still alive in the ninth generation when Abraham's father Terah was born and even when Nahor died. The environment of the post-flood world was obviously much harsher on humans than it was before the flood. And this harshness on humans had a cumulative effect transferring down the line. We know this because Noah lived 350 years after the flood and each generation lived less than the one before. In verse 26 of today's passage, we read, Now Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Terah was born in the year 1879. Abraham, one of Terah's sons, is listed first in this verse, but he was not the oldest. We know this because the oldest son, Haran, died in their hometown of Ur. Abram was actually the second son of Terah. With this verse, so ends the generations of Shem and leads us into a new section of the biblical account which will focus on Abram and his sons. Of course, later in the narrative, 
Abram becomes Abraham after God renames him. And so we complete the genealogy that has led us to Abram, whereas the focus on the line of Shem in Genesis 10 showed all the various people groups that came in Genesis 11, it narrows down the focus onto one line, the line of those who believed in the God of the Bible. As we see throughout the Genesis story, this story is an ongoing juxtaposition between those who believed in the God of the Bible and those who did not. Most in today's world believe the value of a person is measured by their achievements in this world or their status in it. This is not the emphasis discovered in the scriptures. In fact, in the scriptures we discover that our value is truly measured best by the object of our faith. Everyone has faith, but is your faith in the God of the Bible? And that's the overall story. What does it look like to live a life on earth placing your faith in the God of the Bible? My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of more assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.